I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nice. And this is the Trek Segafredo women's team preview for 2021. Uh, I think they just announced a week or so ago that they've bumped up all the salaries of the women's team to be a minimum salary, the same minimum salary as the men in their team, which is good to see. I think that's going to be mandated by the UCI in a year or two, that that has to be the case. Anyway, but nonetheless, good on Trek, Segafredo, for doing that earlier. The structure of this is going to be 2020 season review, transfers, and then cobbles, and then, I guess, the sprinters team and their stage racing team. We already mentioned in the SD Works podcast the uh, difficulties of creating like a, I guess, a Giro Rosa team because I don't know what's going to happen with the Giro Rosa and the Olympics given the current overlap between those two uh, in the schedule. But Benji, 2020 season, what was the standout for you? And and first off, who was the better rider on the team, Longo Borghini or Dignan? Hmm, it's very close, to be honest. I think that Longo Borghini had a very consistent season, but was not really out there with like the victory that decided it all, whilst we have Lizzie Dignan, who did so with winning both Liège Besson Liège and Dignan also won La Course. I think the standout victory for her is probably Liège, but I think we saw Lacoste as a standout victory. The way they outplayed the likes of uh, Mariano Vos there was pretty amazing to see. I think it was Alan Van Dijk who did that as well for Trek. No, it was, was Longo Borghini. yes. So I think it really shows that not only the team was really strong in 2020, but the people that were in the car behind are also mattering because uh, afterwards it was said that Bronzini, who was in the car, was speaking a lot about how they could play that out and how they could best beat Mariano Vols in that situation and they played it out so perfectly. So because of the tactical situation of the race, that's the one that I keep in my mind as their nicest victory of the season. So I think, yeah, I agree. Dagnan was, oh, was the better rider last year in my view actually getting those wins, including GP Plouet. 12 wins for Trek Segafredo. I think five of them were at World Tour level. Still a little bit not as good as Bulls Dolmans, in my view, especially if you count Van der Bregen's performances, performance in the World Championships. I also need a markdown. Well, if I'm, if I'm going to give Bulls Dolmans a bit of credit in that they're now going to have the World Champ riding for them next year because of her performance at the World Champs, I've got a mark down Longo Borghini on my uh, on my blacklist for her move against Annemiek van Vleuten, uh in the World Champs sprint for second, where I think she, I don't think she even got punished for it, Benji, or she did, and she got relegated to the back of the group, which meant she stayed at the same position third. Uh, I would have DSQ'd her for that. Go and watch that finish to see if you uh, to know what I'm talking about. Um, but onto their yeah, their wins were mainly climbing races really um and i'd say plue had a relatively like 
a fair amount of climbing, the same way maybe Tour of Flanders has a, a fair amount of climbing, particularly this is relative to the amount of climbing in women's races where they don't see the 20-minute climbs, unfortunately. So, yeah, Liège, Giro Rosa stages. They've got the Giro Rosa team time trial, but nothing on the cobbles. Uh, no Belgian wins except for Liège, which I said, Hilt climbing race. I think the TTT win at the Giro Rosa is indicative of the strength of this team, which is overall strength of the riders on the roster. Uh, very deep. All the riders pretty much have either won in the past and are now moving on to more domestic roles as they're older. They're still capable of winning on certain parkour. It's just a very deep team. Every rider brings something to it, and they've got some young talent coming through as well. But their transfers, a lot of uh, Hentala went to uh, Cheratizit WNT Pro Cycling, Anna Plichta went to a lot of Sedal Ladies, and Abigail Van Twisk, not sure where she's gone, the British rider. But they've brought in two sprinters, Benji, Chloe Hosking, the Australian from Rally, and Emily Diedrichsen, the former world champ from Bowles. Um, why do you think they brought in two sprinters for this year? That's a good question. I feel like the team itself already had a, a solid ground when it comes to sprinting. Um, yeah, I don't know the, the logic behind their transfers, but they're likely going to be worth more than just pure sprinting, looking at their history, the likes of... Chloe Hosking is pretty decent on the call, but she's not, she's not the kind of rider that drops like and finishes like 75th on the range, top top 35, stuff like that. So uh, A on envelope as well. So I think that Hosking can definitely be seen as more than just a sprinter. And when it comes to uh, Amelie Didrikson, that's the same situation, top 20 as well in Tour of Flanders. I think it's also supportive of Lizzie Dignan in those races. So... They're likely going to be more um, having more results in sprints with these two, but I think they're also going to add on to other aspects of their team, to be honest. Well, I think they're a shorter sprinter because uh, Letizia Paternoster, she's 21. I think she's focusing mainly on the Olympics uh, on the track this year, and it was supposed to be last year. So if you go and look at her schedule, I'm not sure if she had an injury or something as well. Uh, but she's a really talented young sprinter. She's already had fairly good results at like 20 years old, got that track background. And um, yeah, I think she won a stage in the Tour Down Under in 2019 when she was like 20 years old or 19 years old. Uh, so I think it might be the case that she's still now at Tokyo having been pushed back. She's focusing on that again this year. And that's why they needed to bring in some sprinters. I think Hosking is the better pure sprinter than Diedrichsen. I think Diedrichsen is now doing a bit of a reclaiming or of where she is in her career. She obviously had that World Champs win in 2016 when she was 20 years old. She's still only 24. She got a lot of wins in, uh, yeah, 2016-17 region. Even 2015, she was really good at, at 19 years old. But then no wins really in the last – when was her last win? She hasn't won a race apart from the – Danish national champs races since 2018, August 2018, when she came, she won stages three and four of the Bulls Ladies Tour, which was at World Tour level. So I think that's definitely Bulls have got plenty of other strong riders and Diedrichsen hasn't been performing the last two years. So they, yeah, she's now having to prove herself at Trek. be interesting to see how she goes in a different environment. So I think they're two good signings. Definitely Hosking's good enough to move from rally up to World Tour level. 
Um, really, she she needs a pretty flat course, though, I think. Um, so maybe Roubaix, but I think even think that'll be too hard for her. But yeah, she's more of a flat, uh, like pancake flat course rider uh, currently, in my view. But yeah, onto their teams now, Benji. 14 riders on the roster. Uh, let's go with their, their team for Le Semin, Omloop, Tour of Flanders, um, and maybe put in Roubaix there as well. Or maybe you mentioned when you're saying if there's a rider you'd have in for Roubaix but wouldn't have in for like Hent Vavelhem. Or actually, Hent Vavelhem, do you think you'll, do you think they'll take both the sprinters, Benji, and then leave them out for, like, say, Tour of Flanders? Oh, it's it's a bit of a difficult one. I, I would take likely them to both races because, like we just mentioned, like Hosking and Didriksen can definitely do cobbles as well, top 20, top 32. It's not like you're like terrible at cobbles, certainly. And obviously their leadership is going to be likely going to Longoborghini and Dagnan unless something magical happens this season, I would say. Um, next to that, you've obviously got the riders like Elucinda Brandt with a uh, cyclops background, where I'm curious whether that will lead into a selection for those kind of races as well, because uh, on paper that should fit. And I remember from the past in 2019 that she got top 10 in RVV, yes, and a top three in Duarte de Vlaanderen as well. So she would be selected in my eyes. Ellen van Dijk, I would uh, select her as well. And uh, the reason for that is, next to obviously being... He's not that terrain. She's also the kind of rider that is going to offer herself up fully for the team and fully for someone else in the team if someone is better that day. And I think in a race like Tour of Flanders, she's shown that quite a few times already. I think last year as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's very viable to to add on to that cobble team as well. Who else what would about, you put on the uh, team? Surely for Paris-Roubaix, you have to take Eleanor Backstep. Surely, just because her dad's won it, um, so <laughs> it has to be in her genes that she can win um, to uh, win Barry Bay. I mean, he only won it sixteen years ago. That'd be crazy if she. She's. I mean, she's just joined the team. Well, I think last year she's. Mm-hmm. I don't know Backstead's. Uh, she's actually British because I think Backstead lives in uh, Magnus Backstead lives in Britain now, and she's. A joint track last year, only did two races, both before lockdown, uh, but she's 19. So she's developing, I think, Sigma Sport with Matt Stevens did like a profile or a video with her on YouTube. So if you want to go and check that out, I think it's pretty good um, as well if you want to get to know her a bit better. But yeah, Paris-Roubaix, Flanist, I, I disagree. I think I think they're going to chop and change their team a fair bit depending on the exact parkour. Now, I know I didn't ask you about Strade, but for example, like Strade, <laughs> There'll be no Hosking, no Paternoster, yeah. uh, and no D. De- well, maybe Diedrichsen, but but it's, it's going to be more like Cordon Rigaud, Longo Borghini, uh, the two Americans, Win- Winder and Wills, maybe Trixie Warak, Ellen van Dijk, and uh, Dijden. Then Le Semin, I think, probably take, I don't know, maybe they split them up. Maybe they take one sprinter, because Le Semin is four days before Strade. So, again, maybe you want to keep your keep your riders in Belgium that are doing the Belgian program and then the riders are doing some Italian races, maybe have them in Italy. Maybe that doesn't work at all for the women's um, schedule. But definitely like riders like Trixie Warwick will be in as a domestique for the harder Belgian races uh, and the cobbled races in Paris-Roubaix, I would assume. So they've got a pretty strong team. It's not, 
again, it's not as crazy strong as bulls where you're like, oh, my God, four of these riders could win this race. But yeah. they don't need too much to go right for them to win. So, like, if Diedrichsen suddenly cap- captures form again and you got her in a group with Dignan and Longo Borghini, that's very, very strong because you have a, you have a sprinter. And you can then attack with Dignan or Longo Borghini. Or you can... I think set pace with Van Dyke as well. I think I was a little critical of them and maybe a couple of races last year where they had three riders and they I thought they settled for a sprint where I think the strength of those riders is breaking away and attacking, particularly Lizzie Dignan. But for their Ardennes team, Benji, Flesh and Liège and maybe I've already said the Strata team, but yeah, who would you be picking? Same leaders, Dignan and Longoborghini, surely. Exactly, and that's uh, one thing we notice a lot in women's cycling that we don't really see too often in men's cycling is that you've got the combination of Cobble and Hills that is so active between like plenty of these top, well, top cyclists. And I think Alaphilippe does that in men's cycling, and in women's cycling, you've got so many that can do that, and it's quite impressive to see. And yes, in this team, I would I would literally pick the same leaders, Longoborghini, Dignan, Flejuelon. They both were in the top five, I think, of that race. Yes, fourth and fifth. Um, whether they could change our tactic for such a kind of race and kind of switch around. I, I don't know if they can do that for Flesh because on, on the murder, you can't say, oh, I'm going to work for someone on the last kilometer. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. So in other races, they'll likely um, decide accordingly and work together like they did in the, in the Lacours we spoke about earlier in the podcast here. So yeah, those two are the leaders for certain. And I think surrounding them would the only change be for me that you indeed drop the sprinters from that schedule. So like you would do for Estrade, like you say, and look more towards... Riders that are they always take the Americans. They're good domestiques, and I think Ruth yep. won one uh, GC at Santos two and nine under last year as well. But in the big one day races, they they've been pretty solid domestiques from memory. Um, and yep. the, the the Nationals kid looks pretty clutch. Uh, but their Giro Rosa team, I think, is going to be a mixture of the two. I think they'll take Hosking. I would expect to go for the out-and-out sprints. And then they'll have, yeah, Diagnum Longoborghini. They'll see how Diedrichsen has gone in the earlier races. Lucinda Brand, I don't know if she's doing – I don't know what her goals are. Probably Paris-Roubaix, I'd assume. Uh, Cordon Rago, you have to take the Giro, and obviously Van Dijk and the Americans. And, yeah, they'll go pretty well again. Who they'll ride for GC on for for GC is clearly Longo Borghini. I think she's there. Yeah. Clearly their GC rider. I think she's better on a longer climb than Dignan. Um And I think they'll more do consistent. Yeah, more consistent. Definitely, she's just always in the top five. Um, but I think doesn't have that punch that Dignan has, where on her day can just out and out win the race. Uh, Dignan reminds me of Valverde, or actually, um, style of rider. On to what was next, Benji? Is that, is that all the races? What, what about for the Olympics, given that I think we can safely assume, well, a lot of these riders will be leading their country at the Olympics. Do you think Longa Borghini is a top five favourite for that Tokyo race? I mean, I think she's – I definitely think she's top five favourite uh, 
for I think you. she's a podium candidate, actually. If yeah. you like compared overall the parkour, um, I don't know the parkour 100% from the top of my head, to be honest, but it's hard. I'm to like, find. yeah, it's, it's extremely hard to find. Seriously. But um, when it comes to uh, the parkour compared to her qualities, I think she fits up there. You spoke about it through Ludwig a few weeks ago, it definitely fits in there as well. You've got that climbing aspect, but you've also got the aspect that. You need a great team surrounding you as well. And I think the Italian team is going to definitely be uh, perhaps more supportive than I think the British team would be for Lizzie Dagnan. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, you uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Dagnan, Lizzie Banks, I mean, I'm not sure where Lizzie Banks has gone now, but yeah, the British team will be okay, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think the Italian team will be, will be stronger and I assume they'll have... Um, is a Bronzini will be if that's the if, if she's the Italian uh, director on the road that'd be pretty pretty good. I mean, looking at there, Benji, looking at the Trek Segafredo women's uh, directors, they're very. I'm not sure if this is the men men's or also just. I think it might be just the women's. Luca Guercilena, Ina Yoko Teutenberg, Bronzini, Gregory Rast. Luke Mearsman yes. and Yaroslav Popovich, like a lot of experience uh, in this team. So, and that's also a ratio of two riders to every one director as well. Uh, but a bit off topic there. Onto our predictions: twelve wins last year, Benji. Uh, we don't. We're assuming. Uh, well, I'm assuming there's going to be more women's races this year than last year. I think that's a pretty safe assumption, actually. Yeah. What's your? I'm going to set it at twelve again. Um, over under 12 wins over I think around 15 and it is because I think Longoborghini was consistent last year but never really got well she got a few victories but she didn't get like consistent victories and I think this year that might change I I believe in Longoborghini she's um, at her 29 years of age now I think that's a good year (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot yeah, behind it that's a good year I'm going under I think I think Dagnan had a really good year last year but I I think it's hard to maintain that or go up from there I think the there'll be other riders like Van Vleuten who won't be injured I think other teams will be a bit stronger Bulls OST Works will be really really strong I think Longoborghini is consistent but doesn't have that punch to really win races uh, can, uh, win races consistently. She is just a consistent top five rider. So I'm going under. I don't think Hosking or Deidre, I don't think Diedrichson is going to be winning it, winning lots of races again this year, um, despite the move. And I don't think Hosking is as good as Veebs. So if she's at the same race where it suits both of them, I think Veebs is winning. So um, I'm going under. Uh, what are your hot takes, Benji? What do you think is who's a rider? Eleanor Backstep. Solo Paru Bay win, Lucinda Brand on a CX bike, winning Paru Bay, changing to a CX bike before the cobble sections. Um, <laughs> Ellen Van Dyke winning. Is Ellen Van Dyke winning Paru Bay? Is that even, is that a hot take? I dare say that's a hot take. I don't know. I'll give you that one. It's lukewarm. Hmm. Like. I don't know. It's still like it's still a hot take. <laughs> but if you think of the style of rider, like she's like Stefan Kung, right? Is the style of rider I look at her as? Yeah. Um, is 
TT rider, really tall. I think she's six foot. Um, no sprint from what I can see, and good on the cobbles. She's won Tour of Flanders, won Tour of Flanders twice, recently too in nineteen eighteen, and. I think even referring to her as Stefan Kung is offensive to her. I think she's even better than that. I think she's she's really good, and she still wins a lot of races. Won 52 races, um, and third in Liège too. I, I think I I think she's going to top three Paris-Roubaix, but I I'm not. I don't think I'm going to allow myself to say it's a hot take. Um, so what what what's one that you've got? While I think of mine. Oof, that's a good question. Um... Yeah. Hot takes. <laughs> Gotta love them. Um, I think that they're going to win the Tour of Flanders with the team. I don't know who, but either of the two will win Tour of Flanders. Okay, either of the two. So if Van Dyke wins, it doesn't count. Not a successful prediction. I'm, predict- <laughs> <laughs> I'm predicting that Longo Borghini doesn't win a race this year. Oof. Okay. That's a hot thing. And or Diagnan doesn't win a race. Does like uh, the Italian championships count or something? No, national championships don't count. Um, (laughs) No, sorry. I predict neither neither Diagnan nor Longo Borghini win a World Tour level race this year. That's my hot take. Um, Okay. I'll accept that as a hot take. And that's uh, way hotter than anything I've said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, that's been our Trek Segafredo preview. If you want to go and look at some good team tactics uh, when you've got multiple riders from one team in a reduced group at the end of a one-day race, definitely a team to watch last year, particularly the course and some of those Belgian races. Um, but, yeah, they, they were definitely lacking some punch, lacking some sprinters, and that's what they've seemed to have pumped up the roster with this year with their two transfers. Paternoster, I think, is one to watch for next year. This year, I think, it's still all about Tokyo. But I think she's going to be much better than Hosking and Diedrichsen come next year. That's been our Trek Sega Freighter preview. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.